This episode of the Quest for Quality podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. To receive a special discount code for 15% off of your first order, email tim at inboundpodcasting.com. Welcome to the Quest for Quality podcast with keynote speaker, Joe Higgins. In terms of Quest for Quality, this is really about living a quality life, having a quality career. If you always aim for quality in your life, you will almost always find success at some point in the longer term. For decades, Joe has shared his quest for quality message with thousands of business professionals across the country. Some of you may know our keynote speaker. I would tell you he's a legend in the industry and it's great to see him back with us. I've had the privilege and honor introducing some very famous speakers to you. They were all great speakers and showed you how a winning attitude brings success. But our next speaker is even better. Joe Higgins has walked in our shoes. Joe's the only speaker in our history that we've invited to talk to us two years in a row. The Quest for Quality podcast presents a universal message under the umbrella of four areas of Joe's unprecedented experience and expertise. Leadership. Building healthy teams. Customer service. Understanding the American economy. I'm trying to let people get that message that it's taken me you know, 40 years to learn. I've had a lot of experience, have gone through major levels of, of an organization, have trained and worked with and supervised thousands of people over my career and created leaders at, at the Whirlpool Corporation today that are running the company. So hopefully what I bring here in this thing is allowing people to live a better life and a better quality of life. So Joe, in our last episode, we talked about uh, some of the characteristics one must have to become a leader, whether or not some of these characteristics are innate or how they can be developed. Uh, What I want to talk about today is integrity in leadership. That has to be the foundational characteristic for leadership. You know, at Whirlpool, we used to have a saying that there's no right way to do a wrong thing. And that guided us through almost everything. Anytime you had a question, you would you would say that to yourself. There's no right way to do a wrong thing. Am I doing what Whirlpool believes in? And uh, individuals have integrity. You, you you meet individuals across this you know this world, and some are very high highly uh, you know highly leveraged in terms of integrity, and others aren't. Uh, you know it when you see it. It's the person that when they uh, when they get a bill at a restaurant and the the waitress left off all the drinks. Some people will say, oh, yeah, look, I scored. I didn't have mm-hmm. to pay for the drinks. And other people will tell her, bring her over and say, yeah. you know what? You need to put this back on the bill. You missed this here. Uh, that's the kind of integrity I'm talking about. People notice that. People notice it when you're honest and uh, always above board, always doing the right thing, never never telling a lie. Uh, they say that if the only – how does this saying go? Uh, if you have integrity, it's the only thing that matters. And if you don't have integrity, it's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Integrity probably in business is the most important thing we do. I know that – when I started my career, I said, this is going to be a long career for me. And I'm going to be sitting across the desk from many, many people over all those years. And if I lie one time, nobody will ever trust me again. And I recognized how important that was. If you're going to, if you're going to have a career in a company, uh, whether it's five years, 10 years, or 40 years, it doesn't matter. People recognize whether you're an individual of high integrity or not. So really, clearly, it's maybe the most important thing that we do, not just in our jobs, but in our lives as well. Uh, nobody likes a liar and nobody likes people that make up stories and uh, move you around for, you know, no reason. And I think the other thing that goes along with that is having very clear and consistent values, values that mean a lot to you, uh, that you express to your teams, that they know what you stand for. 
Uh, as an organization, I used to put together every year, I used to put together my own vision statement for my organization, separate from Whirlpools. This is what I believe in. This is who I think we are and what we need to be over the course of the longer term. There was a point in my life where uh, when I was an 18-year-old kid in college, I had a, uh, a class in ethics. And the professor one day towards the end of the semester said, I want you all to go home and I want you to write down who you want to be when you get older. And as an 18-year-old kid, you know, you're, you're obsessed with what you want to be. I had no idea who I wanted to be, but I thought it was an interesting challenge. And I got the book and I took it home and I sat down and I said, okay, who do I want to be? What do I believe in? What's really important to me? Let me read you, Tim, some of the things that I wrote down. Now, for let me back up. This yeah. is from a list that you created when you were 18. 18 years old. And I, yeah. And you are now? I am now 66. So here you are reading this document that's decades yeah. Old. Yeah. And this is you as an 18-year-old speaking to your 66-year-old self. This will be an interesting observation. Right. This is what I said to my... I said, first of all, I said, and I talked about this earlier. First of all, I said, uh, uh, to always have a positive attitude. That was number one on my list. And that was the topic of our last podcast. That was, yeah. The other one was to only look for, the, uh, only look for what is good in life. Number three on my list is to treat everybody with respect and dignity. And... I learned this a number of years ago from a very good one of my best friends. And this was a guy who, no matter who he met, no matter what level they were at in life, always treated them with respect and always gave them some level of dignity. I remember at this one gym we had, he got to know the guys that, that washed the towels in the gym we were at, that gave us the towels every night that we would go in. He made friends with no matter who it was in the gym. I can remember one time uh, there was, a, there was a, the national finals racquetball tournament at this gym. And they charged to get in. And I was hanging out with this guy's name's Dennis Riggs. I was hanging out with this guy. And we went down to try to get in. And the guy that was doing the towels was the guy in charge of admission. And he opened the thing for Dennis and let us both in. <laughs> I learned at that point that, you know, you never know who's going to help you in life. And, it, and especially in a corporation. Uh, I have a guy who I promoted to become the vice president of Whirlpool, who, who is my best friend, uh, who became the vice president. And later on in the career, you know, he, we look back and... He helped me tremendously. You never know where people are going to go in an organization. Uh, number four on my list was to make those around me feel important. You know, this was a big one. I mean, when you think about as a leader in an organization, if people feel important, if you make them feel like uh, they really have a big job, an important job, that something they do every day makes a difference in an organization, that can drive so much success for you in ways you can't believe. Uh, I always felt that was a, a big one for me. Uh, to be honest and always be known for my integrity. So there's the whole integrity thing as well. Uh, I learned early on, I met people in organizations that, uh, that were dishonest, that did things that they should have been fired for. And I always said to myself, you know what, I'm going to learn both from people who are great leaders and I'm going to learn from people who are bad leaders. Mm -hmm. And watching guys steal from organizations uh, gave me a really bad taste. And I said, that is never what I'm going to do. And I'm never going to present myself like that uh, to anybody that I ever meet in business. So these go on and on. Um, Joe, would you be comfortable if we scanned that very document you hold in your hand and put that in our show notes for the podcast? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's 16 on here and all 16 I've tried to live by. Let me tell you how I use this today. Please. Uh, at my time in Whirlpool, part of my job was doing reorganizations. And that was always a difficult time when people lose their jobs and you have to let people go. Sometimes at the end of a day of, of doing that kind of work, I'd go back to the hotel and I'd pull this out mm -hmm. and I'd read through it and I'd say, am I living up to who I said I'm going to be? Uh, I have one in here to be a person of depth and character. Uh, I always said, am I doing that? 
Am I living up to the character that I believe that I should be in my life? And that's what this was all about. It provided me with solace at times of trouble in my life. And I don't think anybody, I don't think any human being ever gets through life without having issues and problems and whatever. These kinds of things, and I recommend this for leaders, and I recommend this for 18-year-old kids, that these are the kind of things that you put down on paper and you say, this is what I want to be, and you live to that, and you live to the commitment you make around integrity and commitment to values that you have. And a list like that can be created at any age. You don't have to be 18 years old. You could be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, and say, from this point forward, this is who I am going to become. Absolutely. Well, not only that, I mean, think about it this way, that by the time you reach your 40s or so, you pretty much know what your values are. They may not be written down. Your employees probably don't know them because you've never read them to them. Uh, I I recommend to mid-level managers and even senior director level managers that they do this They have a meeting with their people and they say, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what my values are. And we should have shared values across an organization. The more we have in common and the more we have in common with what we believe to be our mission at, say, at Whirlpool Corporation, the more successful we'll be. The example that I I always think about uh, is BMW. I mean, BMW lives by this motto that we build the ultimate driving machine. And I had a friend of mine that went to work and he visited Germany one time and I asked him about it. And he said, he said, it's amazing. He said, you can ask the president of the company or the janitor that sweeps the floor, what do you do? And they don't say, I sweep the floor. They say, we build the, I build the ultimate driving machine. That's what they believe in. They have shared values. Even the janitor, because he's part of that machine that helps build those cars. Right. They have shared values. Mm -hmm. The organization is one where the leader of that organization says, this is what we believe, and this is what we share in common. And if everybody in the organization has one goal and, and they're all moving in that direction, it's a far, far more successful organization than one that doesn't where you're spread out and going 10 different ways. Joe, that sounds like that comment can lead into one of your other topics that you speak about in creating a high-performance culture. You know, leadership and culture go hand in hand. One really creates the other. If you, if you create a great culture, uh, you create a great culture of leadership. If you're a great leader, then you create a great culture. And, uh, you know, I talk a lot and speak to groups, especially independent business people, um, that sometimes aren't even aware of what culture is and how they create it. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's interesting about culture that what you have in your head and the values you have, it, it kind of flows out of your head into the whole organization. People start to see it. They start to react to it. They start to act like you. They start to talk like you. Uh, at Whirlpool, we had a CEO that had these these things that he would say, sometimes phrases he would use. It wasn't unusual for people across the organization to pick up on that and start talking like him. That's how far culture goes. We don't sometimes realize, leaders don't always realize the impact that your words can have on an organization. And so your values and what you believe in, this stuff's really important. And so one of the reasons why I recommend that you read your values and have your people write down their values is that you can begin to see what you share in an organization. Not that I, not that I want everybody to be the same. I don't. As a matter of fact, I love diversity. And when I was at Whirlpool, had one of the most diverse groups in the company. But shared values, knowing what your goal is. And we were in the appliance business. And I told my people, we don't just sell appliances. We create great kitchens. We create great living environments for people to be in with washers, dryers, refrigerators, ranges, cooktop, you name it. That's what we do. And uh, it has to be, leadership has to be bigger than just the fact, oh, what do you do? I sell appliances. It was much more than that. And values give you that. That's right. Well, Joe, thanks again for sharing that document you created, what, about 50 years ago, listing your values as an 18-year-old and serving as a valuable roadmap for your life and successful career. 
Again, we're going to include a link to that very document in the show notes, so we invite you to check that out. Coming up next in the Quest for Quality with Joe podcast, we'll continue our leadership series with some tips and techniques on building a team within your organization. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And as soon as we post each episode, you'll find it right there in your playlist on your computer or your mobile devices. And if you're interested in contacting Joe Higgins to speak to your organization or at an upcoming event or convention, hop on over to www.q4qwithjoe.com. That's the letter Q, the number four, the letter Q with Joe.com. Hit the request Joe button, fill out the form, and of course, we'll get right back to you. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll catch you next time for another edition of the Quest for Quality with Joe podcast.